Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. Are we in a recession? What's happening with inflation, economic indicators, and so much more here in this video. And if you stick with me, we are going to talk about toilet water. Yes, you heard me right. Let's look at this. Final Q1 GDP is minus 1.6%. So you can see right now that we are barreling towards a recession. If we get this again for Q2, they might have to admit what we perhaps already know. So now I'm going to show you what it looks like in a chart form first. We could see that during 2020, obviously it was completely out of whack. It went down, then went up. When you're measuring it year over year, of course it's gonna be looking like this quarter over quarter. It gets out of whack even as they show here. But I want you to know one of the best possible indicators for recession. There are many, but this is one that has been extremely accurate, extremely accurate. And this is Deutsche Bank, and they provided this. It's continuing jobless claims. And I've written down exactly what they said, because I want you to know about this, and we will track it in the coming weeks, okay? Plus 11.5% rise above the minimum level over the previous year provides the most accurate and timely signal of recession risks since the data becomes available in the 1960s. It works for each recession and normally leads by around two months. You can rewind that and check it out again if you didn't understand. But looking at it here, continuing jobless claims, four-week moving average, goes back, like I said, 1960s up until the present. So it doesn't have to move up, just a very small amount from where we currently are for it to be a super accurate signal for recession. Okay, now do we necessarily need this? Really, but uh, you know, I think that the more we have in our tool belt, the better. Okay, and you could see it here more zoomed in essentially from March 2021 up until the present. It really doesn't have to go much at all. Okay, so you're just looking at this uh, different ways to look at initial claims, continuing claims, and so on. But basically, you know, if we start to see that rising we are going to be in a recession according to this one indication. And that doesn't necessarily you know, mean anything. I mean, okay, we're in a recession according to them, we're not in a recession. But what it does is it starts to change the sentiment. Conversations at the dinner table become about recession. They become about inflation. The water cooler, you know, conversations at work, those are about recession. And it starts to have an impact on people, the way that they spend money, what they're doing at the store. Are they going for the cheaper product or are they willing to spend a little bit more to get a more premium product? These are all things that happen and they happen rather quickly. What about this? This is, again, Michael Burry. He had something interesting to say. I see a bifurcated labor market developing it as unskilled and semi-skilled remain in short supply, but white-collar workers have proven their redundancy over the last couple of years. They will find gross excess in the labor market, pressuring wages at the end. Interesting to note, right? And we do see this all the time. 
You see, there's everywhere you look, help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. But for some jobs, not for all jobs. And of course, the ideal for a lot of these corporations is to replace those jobs with Flippy the Robot. Well, Flippy the Robot's coming. Companies have already begun to implement Flippy and other robots. But this is just a generalization of what's happening today. And I believe what I've said many times before, understand this, please. This is a cycle. How long does the cycle last? Well, we don't really know. We really don't know. Is it six months? Could it be? And I'm not talking about the stock market cycles, okay? But this is the way it works, right? Okay, really good times, and then, oh, oh everything's slowing down and so on. All right, we're bottoming out, and everything's good times, and so a lot of hiring has happened, and then a lot of firing. These things happen, okay? Let's say that cycle, this, this you know, just takes forever, things are slower. And How long would it be? I mean, is it two years? Is it five years? Who knows, right? Well, in that period of time, where a lot of people are unemployed, tight of labor market, and so on, in general, well, what happens to your position? Let's just say you're a cashier, and you're out of work for two years. Well, what if when you tried to come back to work, when things were better now, if it's like a lot of the stores we see today, where they're, instead of having four cashiers, now they have four self-checkouts and they have one worker simply monitoring for. Then what? And that's just an example, simple example, but I'm sure you've seen it. I went to the dollar store recently. Where was the worker? I don't know. Couldn't find anybody. But I just paid on my own at the self-checkout and I walked out. Where were the workers? I don't know. That's happening. It's coming. While consumers still appear relatively optimistic about the stability of their incomes, their perceptions of the economy are much more strongly influenced by concerns over inflation. As higher prices become harder to avoid, consumers may feel they have no choice but to adjust their spending patterns, whether through substitution of goods or foregoing purchases altogether. The speed and intensity at which these adjustments occur will be critical for the trajectory of the economy. You see what's happening here? This is all piling up. I've been showing you all this data and I hope you appreciate it because it's coming real fast. As prices skyrocket, coupons are harder to find than ever. Have you found this to be true? Are there companies given less sales than they were before? Let me know in the comments below. I believe the answer is yes, but you let me know. Average home sale price relative to disposable personal income per capita. This chart goes back to 1975. We haven't seen anything like this before. It's crazy. Okay, the prices of homes today are absurd on every single level. You can measure it any way you want. And to me, that's just so, I mean, it's just out of whack. It's out of whack. And that's not good. Inflation drives Canadian consumer confidence to crisis era lows. Latest numbers suggest households are beginning to buckle. Bank of Canada raising rates quickly to tame soaring prices. But what is that going to do to real estate? 
What's that going to do to people borrowing? Of course, it's going to have a major impact. I talked about that in the previous video. If you haven't seen that, or maybe two videos ago, if you haven't seen those, highly recommend checking those out. I cover all the details, show you each and every step. If you do appreciate that, hit that thumbs up button. Don't do it for me. Do it for the kittens, okay? You know, if you're into puppies, that's cool too, okay? But on this channel, we talk about the kittens, so let's keep it to that, right? 93, this was crazy to me, but 93% of working Americans have a side hustle in 2022. A new survey reveals that 93% of working Americans also work a side gig to make extra cash. That's a sample. 93% seems a little bit exaggerated as far as I'm concerned, but let's let's bring it down to 50%. Imagine 50% of people are working a side hustle. What does that tell you about their situation? The people work two jobs because they just love to work? Probably not, okay? They might work their primary job. Are they gonna work in a second job? Or maybe the second job is something they love and the first job is the work they have to do to pay the bills. I'm just saying. People need the money because maybe they're just not earning enough money at the first job, or maybe they spend too much money. They spend more than what they have. They want to get the latest and greatest all the time, and they need to work that side hustle in order to pay for it. Rising to the challenge. These are the three things that are happening today. I just want to highlight that to sort of solidify this point before we move on. Tight labor market, clogged supply chain, and higher costs of business. Putting all these things together, that's where we're at today. That summarizes it. And we can take a look here for a moment at the next topic. Let's begin right here. Exclusive, India's top cement maker paying for Russian coal in Chinese Yuan. Whoa, now that's big. To me, that's big. They could choose the US dollar. They could choose the euro even. But they're choosing the Chinese currency. I didn't say China and Russia. I said India and Russia. India and Russia. And they're using Chinese currency. This, to me, is yet another. Just every day, I'm just pulling these out. You know, particularly with China, they're just, you see what they're doing. Pay close attention, please, everybody. We look at what's happening in the markets, it's quite extreme. Market volatility over the past five weeks is at the highest since 1928, causing a lot of negative sentiment. Over the past 80 years, similar instability coincided with the end of bear markets. So, we will see. Is it the end of the bear market? Well, markets right now are not acting very bullish, I could tell you that. And nothing's been able to be sustained. None of these surges that we are seeing, it's been looking really, really weak recently. But we will see at the time of this video, who knows, market might be up 500 points. Port Houston marks an all-time container volume record. Looking at this, we can see considerable you know, product moving in, that, you know, whether that is coming in the form of a commodity or whether that's just, you know, trinkets and gadgets. I just wanted to show you that Houston being one of those. And of course, 
it depends on what they're moving out. But I think that it's a good sign when you're seeing things that are busy. It generally is a good sign. Okay, and then we've got this. Beer made from recycled toilet water wins admirers in Singapore. I, I couldn't believe it. It's called New Brew. Okay, it's no ordinary beer. It's made with recycled sewage. All right, there it is. Look, this woman is having a, taking a selfie here. This one is running on the beach. And this one here is a tourist sightseeing. And all of these people, you can enjoy uh, somebody's filtered waste. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. <laughs> You will own nothing and be happy, and you will drink pee. I mean, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say to this, guys? Come on. I mean, maybe that's okay. I don't even know. I don't know the science behind it. I just think it's crazy. What's happening in this world? Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense anymore. I really don't know what to say. I don't want to, have to leave you with that. I don't know if you want to call it humor. Look, I'm practically invisible. Can you see that? I had to adjust the colors just to get me not to be fully invisible. Good stuff. All right. If you appreciate the work I do here, hit that thumbs up button. Like I said, if you don't want to do it for me, do it for the kingdoms. All right. And don't forget to join the 282,000 people on here. Hit that subscribe button every single day. I'm bringing out the best of the best. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.